This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. I'm Molly Dyer. The date of this podcast is October 21st, 2020. If you're listening, wherever in the world you are, I hope you're staying safe and healthy and wearing a mask. I hope you've made a plan to go vote, whether it's voting by mail, which is your right to do so, or voting in person. And if you encounter some sort of domestic terrorist militia bullshit intending on intimidating you at the polls, I hope you can screw up the courage to walk right fucking past them and cast your ballot. Use your voice and vote. My guest this week is the best-selling author of The Devil's Tome. She's a member of the Satanic Temple. She's a musician in the band Satanic Planet. She's an artist in many rights. She's the owner and proprietor of Serpentina, a satanic boutique. She's a purveyor of handmade ritual items specifically geared towards satanic ritual. And she's recently gone public with a new deck of cards for satanic enlightenment called The Devil's Deck. If you've seen the documentary Hail Satan, which I wholeheartedly recommend, you've already seen her and may already be somewhat acquainted with her. She's officially now an old friend of Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path, with this being her third time to join me. Welcome back, Shiva Honey. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Always my pleasure. When we spoke the first time back in July, I remember asking you, uh, when could we expect a Shiva Honey tarot deck? And you said there was something uh, in the works. <laughs> and here we are today. So here now, we are. Hey, yay. So now that I have my facts straight, which this isn't quite a tarot deck. Tell me what's going on with the devil's deck, girl. Right. Well, first of all, I just love talking to you the last time. Uh, last time you interviewed me, that was amazing. And it, it was actually the first time that I gave some hints about the project that I was working on this project. So, I feel so special. So completely yeah, special. It was amazing. <laughs> um, but that was about the time that I started to feel really confident about moving forward with the project. So I am a longtime tarot practitioner. In fact, tarot was one of the avenues that actually allowed me to be able to like leave my corporate job and uh, start working full time on Satan, more or less. So it's something that, <laughs> yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> full, time, full time Satan needs to be the name of your yeah. next album. Full time Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like a, a full-time satanic witch or something along those lines. Uh, right. But it was, I just love tarot. Like, I've used it when I first separated from, like, my abusive um, upbringing and was able to, to kind of move on from the religious trauma that I'd had. It was one of the first tools that I started to investigate um, as I was immersing myself in the occult. And for me, it was such a powerful tool for self-knowledge and inspiration and healing that it, I just took to it immediately and um, you know used it myself for years and then eventually started reading for other people so I had you know we I created the devil's deck or the devil's tome excuse me this year and I um, thought this summer that it would be cool to have like almost like a cycle of the devil's tome so you have the book I, I decided to create this deck that is a companion piece to the book and then I'm also working on a record right now uh, of ritual music to go along with the book. So this is kind of the second piece of the Devil's Tome cycle. It's it's not a full tarot deck. Um, I would love to do a full tarot deck in the future, but I know that it's going to take a lot of time and effort um, to put that together. This is what I call a ritual deck, which is 
similar to an oracle deck, like a satanic oracle deck, the anti-Dorian virtue deck. So, um, <laughs> you know, instead of angel messages and that sort of thing or past live experiences, it's going to deal directly um, with, you know, um, tools of satanic empowerment. So it's a 30 card deck that is going to consist of two different types of cards, what I call the ceremony cards and the illumination cards. So the ceremony cards are going to specifically deal with rituals that are in the devil's tome. So you will be able to pull one of the ceremony cards and a ritual will be recommended for you that you'll then be able to find in the tome. If you don't have the tome, you can still use the deck um, because in addition to suggesting a ritual, those cards will also have um, just like thought exercises, tips for introspection or activities of satanic enlightenment that you can engage with. So it is um, something that can be used with or without the book. And the other cards that are going to compose the deck are what I call the illumination cards. So these are going to be cards that are more specifically aligned just with that inner journey that you have. So you'll pull one of those cards and it'll say um, some of the concepts that I'm working with right now are like the concept of justice. Lucian Greaves is actually designing uh, the card for that. And so, you know, there'll be some prompts, some thought prompts and activities to engage with. So it'll push you to just like, you know, think of how you can engage with justice in your own life. Think of how you can maybe right some wrongs that are happening in your experience. Think of how you can engage in social justice. Um, so there'll be different prompts that will, from the cards, from the instruction book that comes with it, that you can kind of play with. Some other, some other cards that I'm playing with right now are like cards around forgiveness. So, which is I think something that's kind of taboo in the satanic world. But um, you know, that'll give you prompts for working with the concept of forgiveness with whether that is looking for opportunities to you know maybe forgive people around you to something that I think is extremely satanic uniquely satanic and in, in you know forgiving yourself for for things that may have happened which is I think a really um, important way of, of using that idea so yeah so the cards are slowly but surely coming together um, Lucian Greaves as I mentioned is uh, providing a number of the illustrations Alexander Corey, who is another one of the illustrators for The Devil's Tome, is also providing illustrations. And I will, for the first time, also be working on some illustrations for the cards. So I'm super excited about it. And, um, and on top of all that, the cards are going to be super high quality. Because I, I wanted to, with everything that I make physically, I want it to be kind of an art piece as well as a ritual piece. Mm -hmm. So it's going to have, it's going to be really super high quality deck. It's going to have, um, it's going to be gilded. So on the back of each card is going to be um, gold foiled, the site sigil for my book. Um, the box is going to be matte with gold foil. The instruction booklet that comes with is going to be matte with gold foil. Um, also, we're I've got my stretch goal, this $20,000 stretch goal, and if we hit that, we'll also gild the sides of the cards, which will be really beautiful. Um, so I've got like a lot of lovely plans for this deck, um, and I'm super, super excited about it. So you mentioned your stretch goal, and you're actually funding this through Indiegogo. Tell me about how that's going, and how does that actually work for somebody who doesn't know? Sure, so this is my second time using Indiegogo. The first time that I used uh, that platform was for to fund the devil's tome which was you know my first big project so that was amazing in order I, I basically was able to hit my goal within like you know a day or something like that wow. and, and 
it was you know i had enough money to make all the physical copies i needed and ship everything out which was great um this is my second time using indiegogo and it is i like it more than kickstarter because you don't have to use your legal name mm -hmm. it isn't tied to it which is something that i worry about for safety reasons and everything sure and sure. additionally you know they've just been pretty smooth to work with so they've been really supportive uh for me as a Satanist doing a project on the platform. And it's a really, it's been a really good way to like draw attention to, you know, these bigger projects that I'm, I'm working on. So for me, it was, it was great. They take a certain percentage of, uh, of whatever you raise and the payment processor, which is Stripe in this case, I believe, uh, also takes a certain percentage, but otherwise it's like super seamless and really it's a great platform to work with i think i totally recommend it <laughs> it sounds pretty fair like if you are on etsy selling something on etsy they take i mean it's not going to be free so that's that actually sounds pretty fair now if somebody wanted to contribute someone's listening right now and they're like hey man the devil's dick i totally went in on yeah. that so how does somebody contribute or, and i know there are levels and what's included in those do you remember do you know off the top of yeah head? yeah yeah so um if you're interested in checking out that campaign I would say probably the easiest way is Google. Just search the Devil's Deck and Indiegogo, uh, or go on the Indiegogo website and search. Or you could go to my website, www.serpentina.com, and I have a link there as well. But yeah, so basically the idea was for this campaign is the initial goal was I think it was eleven thousand dollars, and that was hit within a day, which was great. And fantastic. All said and done, with like the. Ch and this is something that I want to emphasize too. It's not like I'm pocketing this money. I'll, I'll, to break even, I'd probably have to hit about twenty thousand dollars between paying everybody for their work and and you know shipping and production of these cards, which is actually surprisingly expensive because the fact that everything is going to be gold leafed, uh, which is much more expensive than like printing a normal sort of tarot deck. So yeah, because, um, like so, so luxurious and very decadent. Yeah. So I mean that absolutely falls yeah. in line with the whole Shiva honey you know, sort of, I don't want to say brand, but do you know what I mean? Brand, brand, yeah. very decadent. Yeah, that's what I love about, that's what I love about being a Satanist, just being so decadent. Alexander Corey and I, he's the, the illustrator and great friend. We always talk about gold, Yeah, gold, you know, like the Dolly gold thing. Just So on that, um, you can kind of get a breakdown as to the project again. If you go on Indiegogo's a page from the Devil's Deck and um, the packages start at $66 for the deck. So there's going to be 666 first edition copies. Those are all going to be signed by me. And um, it's, so we start at that level and then it goes up over time. So I believe the second level is around a hundred bucks and that includes, it's going to include like a custom altar cloth and a bag as well as the deck. And then I've got packages which is super cool because these don't happen often, but I was able to get some signed prints from Lucian Greaves and Alexander Corey. So I've got some packages with like the altar cloth, the bag, the deck, and a signed print, which is awesome. And, and those are like editions of 30. So they're super small, super small, great for a collector. And then I've got some, I've got some packages that come with the book, but I assume most people who are probably going to support already have the book. So fewer of those. And then I've got some huge packages too, which are like tarot readings, personalized ritual kit, Ooh. the deck, all the prints, everything. And those are expensive. Those are like 666 and a thousand. But I've had people, 
people support at that level. So I'm, I'm super, super stoked about it. I got in on the sort of the, the least expensive level. And, and I think that um, that's $66, right? And um, that will be, sh this will be shipping. I think it's December is the target date. Is that accurate? March will be. Oh, yeah, it takes March. a while to get everything. I'm still finishing. I think in November is when I'll finish the guidebook, mm -hmm. which is going to be like 30 plus pages plus the, um, you know, have all the, the card designs ready to go. So I think it'll, it'll probably take a couple months and I've just built in some, what I've learned to do is to build in padding with production and everything with the pandemic and political situation. So I'm, I'm hoping for just like the Devil's Tome, a March release for the deck. I can probably wait until March then. <laughs> I suppose I'm going to have to wait till March. Okay, so we talked before, uh, before this just briefly, and I told you that the only thing I know, really, honestly, about this deck is what's on your Indiegogo account. So I want to ask you a couple of questions Yeah. Um, just about the cards that are visible so far. So right now, yeah. there are two cards, uh, I think that I, I think it's only two that are showing on the Indiegogo page. The first is Aphrodisia and uh -huh. the second is Unbound from Lost Love. And of course yeah. they're beautifully illustrated by probably Lex and by Lucian Greaves. And uh, I don't know who did what, but uh, I want you to tell me about those two cards, if you would, just kind of yeah. as a teaser for what this deck sort of the, uh, I mean, obviously it's going to be satanic, but <laughs> what the theme of this deck might sort of hold aphrodisia and unbound from a lost love yeah so those are two of what i call the ceremonial cards so those directly correspond with rituals in the devil's tome although like i said you don't have to have the book they it will also come with its own booklet with exercises that you can use for those cards in addition but um so those are both sigils designed by alexander corey um to that correspond with the the rituals in the book um, aphrodisia is sort of like my sex magic ritual. Ooh. So probably one of the most accessible and easy um, rituals, maybe perhaps one of the most pr uh, practiced <laughs> of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that is a ritual that's basically about like visualization of goals and masturbation, or it can be with a partner or partners as well. If you, you know, want to like, you know, bring a couple people into the fold with that. So aphrodisia is a ritual that is about, um, that basically is, is in part of the devil's tome that deals with, um, goal setting and visioning and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, so that is specifically, basically it, that ritual has you go through an exercise of relaxation, creating your sacred space, um, basically just like literally envisioning whatever it is that you want to accomplish and then masturbating <laughs> to orgasm if it's possible for you. Um, just thinking about that particular goal. And that's something that I use quite often and uh, has actually been really effective. I think, you know, I don't think science has given us an answer exactly yet, but I think there's something that that happens in your brain when you orgasm and, and you're thinking of things like that, that really helps kind of, maybe it's oxytocin, it attaches you to that that idea or that vision that you have. And for me, I found it to be like a really potent and powerful ritual. So, um, so if you pull that card and you know, these are, some of these are more involved than others. And, and I would probably suggest if you're using the deck to pull, you could pull something once a day. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend you to do like a different ritual every day because it can be like quite time consuming perhaps once you know do one ritual a week or a month or something but for that um it'll have that sex magic ritual that uh, accompanies the book and then it'll also the booklet that comes with the deck will have a uh just 
probably, and I haven't finished the card on this one yet, but like prompts about, you know, basically giving you an opportunity to sit down with yourself and come up with some visions. The prompts will be to also engage with, you know, desire in your being to really tune on, tune into your desire and to also um, open yourself up to thinking about sexuality and how that, you know, kind of is inter- interwoven with, with all of these things um, in our, inside of ourselves. So that is that card. And then the other one, Unbound from Lost Love, that's another ritual from The Devil's Tome. That's another card that I haven't finished the booklet thing exactly yet, but um, that is another, that's a sigil from Alexander Corey as well. And that ritual has to do with um, literally, it's literally like untying yourself, um, but with the sort of metaphorical uh, sort of connection being, you know, symbolically severing ties with former lovers or you know crushes or people that you care about that have been you know at this point are not serving to help you necessarily rather maybe they're distractions maybe they're keeping you from pursuing you know other relationships maybe maybe you just have felt heartbroken for a long time it's it's a ritual to help you kind of get over heartbreak and symbolically create space between you and the person um you know that you're having those issues with so that full ritual is in the devil's tome so when you pick that card it'll it'll give you some again little pointers about um sort of thought exercises you can engage with so for this card for instance some examples again i haven't finished it but some examples would be like you know now is the opportunity for you to sit with yourself and identify maybe relationships that aren't healthy for you anymore um you know do you have do you have people in your life that are or again, like former romantic partners, former lovers that are still kind of hanging around and, and not really serving you in the way that you want. Is there an opportunity to heal relationships that you're currently in? Like these are the thought exercises that you can go through as you are um, when you pick that card. So it just gives you an opportunity again to do some of that internal work that um, to engage in that internal questioning, which I think tarot does a lot that um, we don't necessarily do unless we're given the opportunity to sit down and you know, explore our psyche in that way. If someone is listening and they they are interested in this this specific deck that you have created, but they're not a Satanist, is this going to work also for non-Satanists? Oh yeah, I think it works for everybody. In fact, my mom practices tarot now, you know, despite the fact that she was very anti-tarot growing up, but I'm going to give her a copy of the deck. She's, she's born again Christian, but she still respects my religious practice and has a copy of the devil's tome and everything so this is really i think some of it i wouldn't say the name's misleading necessarily but like this is something that everybody can use i think of satanic empowerment as personal empowerment but coming you know it's like basically the answer is coming from ourselves so this is a deck that um is going to give you an opportunity regardless of your religious beliefs or lack thereof to just engage with yourself at a powerful level and you know maybe work through issues to self-empower um, those to me are some of the the core tenets of Satanism and my own Satanic practice. But it, it doesn't mean that it's an you know it's going to be inaccessible to people who aren't practicing Satanists. I think the other thing to, that I want to mention too is that I'm not a theistic Satanist, so I don't believe in a literal Satan. These aren't like invoking you're not invoking the devil through using these cards. There is no supernatural connection to these cards. These are basically beautiful cards that you can use on your own personal empowerment journey. Um, kind of regardless of your 
background, but you know, again, because I'm a Satanist and I've got the tome, which is a satanic ritual book, it just kind of all goes together. But uh, hopefully it doesn't scare off too many people. I hope, I think that there's a lot of wisdom that can be found uh, for Satanists and non-Satanists in, in these sort of activities. So let's talk just a little bit about that as well. And, I, and by that, I mean, I guess I'd like to talk a bit about the Satanic Temple and your involvement. Uh, because if if you haven't listened to my my previous uh, interview with Shiva, we kind of really went sort of in depth about the Satanic Temple and her involvement within the Satanic Temple. But if you're brand new here and you haven't yet listened to that, um, I, Shiva, if you would, please kind of explain a little bit how this is not the Church of Satan. Right. Yeah. So this is... I would say that the Church of Satan is maybe like a historical, set a historical precedent for other satanic organizations. And I think that, you know, there's certain maybe traditions and aesthetic that that is pulled from the satanic temple from the Church of Satan, but they're two distinctly different organizations. Um, The Church of Satan was founded by Anton LaVey uh, in the 60s and is what many people think of when they think of Satanism. They either think of that or the Satanic Panic, which also Satanic Panic is not uh, related to, not did not involve any actual Satanists, but um, there were a lot of like horrible accusations that came around about like Satanic ritual abuse in the 90s and 80s um, that ultimately turned out to be untrue that people hold in their mind when they think of Satanists. But Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan is an organization that's completely distinct from the Satanic Temple. The temple was, a very, it's a very young religion. It was um, developed, I believe, in 2013 by Malcolm Jerry and Lucian Greaves, and has since proliferated uh, incredibly. Mm-hmm. So I believe we have over 100,000 members now, members all around the world, chapters all around the world, and we're um, a religion that's I, I I'm not sure if I can how most simply to kind of characterize it, but we are a non-theistic religion. Uh, we are Satanists that have um, a passion for justice and autonomy and um, just, you know, I think bettering ourselves and hopefully making the world better. We're engaged in a lot of, um, we're engaged in a lot of activism. You don't have to be to be a member of TST, but we're on a lot of front lines um, working against theocracy, kind of throwing our head in the ring illegally um, and yeah, for from my understanding, just for the conversations I've been having with people recently, this is a place for people who are, you know, concerned about justice, concerned about the state of the world, who, you know, are working on themselves to get together and have a lot of fun and, you know, just continue to grow these ideas that we have. It's very, it's an organization that's very rooted in the Enlightenment era ideas very uh, science-based, but also I think aesthetically, like we're seeing a lot of cool work coming out of the organization and more writing and all that good stuff too. So it's very much in development and its own unique religion. We were just granted status too by the United States federal government as a religion, I believe last year. So that was pretty huge. I I am a member. Um, I do like to support the Satanic Temple. And one of my favorite things about them, about your organization is holding government accountable um, mm-hmm. and not letting government get away with religious bullshit. And that hammers home the fact that religion has absolutely no place in government whatsoever. So just knock it the fuck off. And I really think that gets the point across. 
Uh, so yeah. thank you to to you and to everybody else that's a member um, of the Satanic Temple for uh, holding holding the governing bodies to the fire to the flame, so to speak, uh, and for everything that y'all have done and um, to keep this a secular nation. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. It's it's like a pleasure and an honor to do the work, and it's you know I come from like a political science background and. I was like enamored with like the yippie movement and all these other sort of street protesting movements. So to me, it all just like, it all just made sense. Like it all just fits together. And I'm so terrified of what's happening. Um, you know, what's been happening the last number of decades at the federal level, at the state level with, you know, these theocrats coming into power and trying to legislate based on their religion. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, we are not a Christian nation, you know, our core tenet is freedom. <laughs> like yeah. we need to be able to let people freely practice and not infringe upon their independence and, and individual rights. Um, you know, and so I'm really proud to be a small part of the fight that's happening um, on that. You may be a small part of it, but the fight that is happening is being fought with big strength. So thank you again very much. And I want to remind everybody, too, uh, there is something that you can do, even if you're not a member of a satanic temple, to keep this from becoming a theocracy, and that's fucking vote. Please yeah, go, go vote. Yeah, go vote. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, vote early. <laughs> vote as soon as you're able to. So what else have you got going on? How many irons? I know you're one of the busiest people I've ever spoken to. You've got all these irons in the fire. What else is happening in the Shiva-verse? I just keep on moving. Uh, so the next big project, I mean, the Devil's Deck is a big project on its own, um, and I'll be finishing that up in the next couple months. But beyond that, I'm also working on a record. So if you're an uh, initial Indiegogo supporter for the Devil's Tome, the stretch goal for that um, campaign was that rich, uh, that Lucian and I were going to send ritual music to you. So we finally did that about two or three weeks ago, just uh, just to those supporters. It was uh, four tracks that are going to be on our future record that is going to um, that is going to connect and kind of be the third piece to the cycle, probably the final piece of the Devil's Tome cycle. So I'm working on a record with Lucian and also with my longtime collaborator Kyle Apsey on a full-length record that is going to consist of ritual music that corresponds to each ritual in the Devil's Tome. So um, ritual has ritual music has been very important to me. Music in general has been very important, important to me in my own healing. When I'm practicing ritual, having music in the background, it really helps me to kind of set the space and uh, feel comfortable and make me feel powerful. And I thought that it would be really cool to work on a record to to kind of correspond and complement the Devil's Tome. So um, Lucian and I have collaborated over the years. He's a musician and has worked on a number of projects. Most recently, he's working with Satanic Planet, um, and I've, I've been lucky to be able to kind of pull him aside for for a tiny bit to work on this uh, project. Right now, we're called Serpentina, um, just like the brand, because I couldn't think of a better name. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a good name. That's a yeah. great name. <laughs> we're we're so I'm just putting the pieces together, and uh, you know, hopefully within the next year, I'll be able to release a full length record of this ritual music. I just think it's like. I've always been a musician and I'm, I'm super excited about, you know, exploring my religion in this way. And uh, to me, songs are kind of like spells and they can be used to 
can really change our minds and our thinking and things and, and really change our moods. So I'm really excited to work with that concept uh, formally in the next couple months. I want to thank my guest, Shiva Honey, for joining me again. And you're always, always welcome anytime. Anytime you've got another project going, just hit me up. Let me know. We'll do another talk. Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my absolutely my pleasure. There's a brand new podcast every Wednesday. And as always, if you have questions or comments about this or any other episode of this podcast, or if there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future episode, just hit the message button on the Anchor app or on the Anchor web page from your web browser. You might hear yourself on an upcoming podcast. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay at home. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. I hope you never hunger, and I hope you never thirst. As above, so below. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, tell a friend and subscribe. I'm Molly Dyer. This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. <laughs>